Welcome to the Dream Big Podcast. This is your host, Jimmy Doe. Today, my special guest is Coach Gene Austin. I know a lot of y'all may have heard of him. For those that haven't, uh, let me get on here and run down what I know of his rap sheet. <laughs> um, I like to talk. I'm from the neighborhood, so I give you neighborhood talk. Um, hey, let's go. And so, Coach Gene Austin, known to be a business development specialist, healthcare business development and a specialist when it comes to WOSB. I don't know what that is, but we're going to learn today. And the Veterans SDVOSB. So for those that's tuning in, I know I sometimes I have my athletes and my entertainers, uh, my barbershop owners, but this is going in a completely different direction. This is someone who his motto is bank ready. Everyone welcome Coach Gene Austin. What's up, fella? Meet your brother, man. I'm good, brother. I'm good. I'm, I'm gonna kind of mess with you a little bit. It's actually John. It's a Creole version of John. Most people mess up and say. Oh, it's John. Oh, like John Michelle Bashiach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go. Yeah, man. Nice to be here, brother. Appreciate you, man. Really no good. doubt. No doubt. Thanks for coming on, man. So, yeah. uh, I like to lead in uh, with you introduce yourself and tell the people. Um, what space you're working in and how long you've been doing it. Right, for sure. Coach John Austin, CEO of Austin Business Strategies. Uh, we have a trademark brand called Bank Ready and been at this 17 and a half years now. Uh, started out as an entrepreneur business owner 2006-ish. I uh, was in the real estate space working at Baylor College of Medicine as a cancer research coordinator. Had the life, mm. I was good, flipped my houses part-time, you know, uh, had a seven to three schedule. I was good and got laid off one day. <laughs> it was like, okay, we ain't doing that no more. So jumped in the real estate thing full time, got into a nice contract with the lower city of Dallas and, and, and ran that thing through. And then around that time, people were like, okay, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And I was already a minority certified business. So I was able to consult businesses in the operation business side of things. And I'm like, man, I'm getting paid more to consult. And I wasn't even in the real estate game. That was kind of heavy for me to go commercial like we did. And we kind of stay here for a minute. And that grew into what you see now. And I got the name Coach from an old client of mine who's an NFL ball player. And he's like, man, you teach business like you teach football. We were doing seven on seven at the time. Oh, and I was okay. coaching his son's team. Yeah. And he's like, man, let's look. I keep calling you Coach anyway in the grocery store here and there. So let's just call you Coach 24 7. And that's how the coach just stuck. So, gotcha. yeah, man, been in this business strategy space for a good little period of time. Okay, okay. Now, what about yourself? Uh, did you ever play ball in, in, in your life or no? Yeah, played high school yeah. football, man. Uh, a little track, love baseball. I uh, was going okay. to walk on LSU, but I had a calcium deposit in my quad and had a thing hernia, 1992-93, so I couldn't play. Wanted to, so bad. And uh. back then they didn't have the laser surgery to fix the hernia so you get right back out there. So I was like, man, okay, let me go ahead and get the school thing going because I can't go play ball. You <laughs> gotcha. know, I ended up healing from that, got into Taekwondo, got a red black belt and that. Oh, nice. So I love staying competitive. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I loved it. I, I still do a lot of my condos even to this day. You know what I'm saying? But um, I, I didn't leave football alone, so I learned the sport even more. Started coaching at the youth level. And try to mentor the kids at the same time, man. Because it's one thing to teach the game, but I like how we grew up having those those uncles and whatnot there to give you some life lessons in the game. You feel me? Absolutely. So being able to teach them the fundamentals of the sport and then being able to teach them the fundamentals of life, man. 
So yeah, I didn't get a chance to play as long as I like to, but I I love playing. I love football. Loved it. Love it. Nice, nice, nice. Now, who did you go for in uh, in the Super Bowl that just passed us on Sunday between the Chiefs and the Eagles? Yeah, man, I really wanted Jalen to win. You know, I'm I'm from out Louisiana, uh, live out here in Houston, so it was good to see that his dad was a coach. You know, right there in the east uh, part of Houston, man. So I was really hoping he could win, and especially with his his journey. But having two black quarterbacks, you can't really look. I was more happy to see them two in the game. Yeah, you know, so win win either way. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a great game too. That's all I was really hoping for. It was to be a good game, not some kind of blowout. So yeah. it was good that they were to, you know, take it to the wire. Nice, nice. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. Um, yeah. And so I like to ask all my guests: uh, the life that you're living right now is this what you consider your dream life? Are you living in your dream life? I would say so. Yeah, for real. Um, doing what I'm passionate about, you know wife, our daughter, you know, our girls, you know, being able to control my schedule, grow a brand, still growing it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely living that dream for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, now, for how long have you been doing just the brand separate, the brand, uh, Bank Ready? How long have you been doing that now? Really, Bank Ready's been part of us since day one, to be honest, because what bought okay. Bank Ready about, when I went for my first major bank funding, Walked in, had my business plan, my numbers. I was, I was right. I, did, I had no clue I wouldn't get den, would get denied. And yeah. the lady was like, "You're not ready for the bank." And I'm like, "What you talking about?" I was cocky a little bit, like I know my stuff. I got this contract ready. She said, "No, you're not ready for the bank. This is what you need." And I sat in that parking lot for about 30 minutes, like, "How did I miss this stuff? I got a degree and this and that, and you know, four degrees at that point." And I'm like, "Man, I didn't know this." So I'm like, I'm mm. never gonna not be bank ready, bankable. I, I, I gotta get this together. So learning that part of it, really getting into it. So when I walk in underwriter ready. I knew what they were gonna ask me. I got knocked out. And then later on, clients were needing the same thing. Hey, listen, how did you pull that off? You're a small business. Da 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 da. So the whole bank ready model stayed there. So I'm gonna get you ready for the bank because I wasn't. This is what you need to do. And to get nice. your paperwork together, understand your numbers, the pricing costs and all of that let's not have any let's not leave any leaf unturned and let's make sure you get the right bank too gotcha so, yeah, that's now we no go ahead i'm sorry go ahead go ahead yeah so we just registered the trademark for it because i just hopped on ig probably right before COVID, when COVID was kind of happening we had to all go digital so in that intellectual property space like man i need a bank ready you know i need to get this bank ready name trademark I didn't realize how hard it was going to be because <laughs> you put the word bank in any kind of trademark, they really come over you. Um, mm. But it was cool that I went through that process. So not having that bank ready, registered trademark brand, policies and procedures and, and all the underwriting that we do for that and how we help businesses get bank ready is, is a real cool system that we're able to trademark now. Okay, okay. Uh, now what I was going to ask you was you said when you went and, and the, the lady said that you didn't have this. Now, what is this? What is that this that you didn't have at that particular time that you now coach people through? We just had my tax returns were filed properly. We were writing off, we were about two years into it. So we were writing off more than we needed to. That hurt because it didn't show a proper balance in my accounting. Uh, it wasn't nothing wrong, but it just, if you're going to go funding, you need to be fundable, not just tax writable and good, nice tax return. You know what I'm saying? That one has to work out over the other. 
So right. I made sure that my accounting was correct. So I had to go back and adjust some accounting. We had to wait a little while before that worked out. Um, I had to make sure I understood my numbers. I was asking for a certain amount of money, but she's like, that's great. How are you going to pay this thing off? You're not showing me how you're going to debt service this money. I didn't even see the contract. Where are the numbers that show us where every dime is going to go? So when we give you this money, we know how you're going to use it, where you're going to use it, and how you plan on paying it back. So that part right there made like, oh, you need to know all this stuff for real. Okay. And now I know. Now I had the ingredients of what they needed to see on the other side of the table to make me fundable, and give me the right type of loan. You can get a high interest loan for a certain amount of money. That's great, but the terms might kill you. Interesting. 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 Now, do you find that to be common when you're working with most businesses, even businesses that, you know, been in existence, let's say, you know, for five years and showing some kind of positive cash flow? Do you see that to be a problem in most small businesses, the accounting side of the business? Yeah, most of them are terrible. And I'm not Mm. saying that to knock nobody. We just don't have. if I'll say, who's your lawyer and who's your CPA? Well, oh, I've got so-and-so doing my taxes. No, no, not the tax preparer that you pick up just doing tax season. Who actually helps you tax prepare? Who's your tax planner? Who's your either corporate accountant or CPA? And most people are like, I don't think I needed one or so-and-so, you know, whatever. So it causes your books to be not what they should be. So when you mm. go out and get some leverage or funding, your your way you should be paying yourself the right way, paying your staff the right way, W's, all those things a CPA will help you with and help you plan for. So more than a lot, even good businesses that make good money, the funny thing about it, they make good money, but if they have their accounting together, they actually would make more, or they'd have more in the books. Hmm, okay, okay. And so um, I'm, I'm gonna take a question off of off your Instagram here, and I just want you to answer it to me. Um, what is, financial due diligence and how does it play into acquisition tell me a little bit about that yeah so due diligence itself like what when i'm looking at the finances of a company say i want to buy lawn care service right 10 year old company okay uh is it a healthy company maybe making two three million in revenue but is it healthy so we go through and look at tax returns for seven years back we look at balance sheet profit and loss statements uh, bank statements and make sure all those numbers line up it, it has to tell a certain story right and i've been doing this long enough to where i won't say we're certified in that i don't think there's even a certification for them but we do financial and operational due diligence so clients come to us mm-hmm. and say hey coach i got a business i want to buy this business can you look it over and make sure that things are what they are because i can see things if the if bank statements tell a certain story, but that tax return, that profit loss statement is, is, is off. Like, are you siphoning money out the wrong way? Are your spending habits killing the business? You're putting more money here than there? Are you borrowing from the business mm-hmm. that you shouldn't be? You know what I'm saying? Is that affecting the health of the business? Uh, there's so many things that, that you want to look at. So that, that financial due diligence is, is, is what we do to make sure that the clients have a healthy business. And if there's something off of the accounting, off with the books, off with the balance sheets, that helps you to negotiate a lower price. Because you may like the business, but financially, I got a little work to do here. So, or I need to take on this or take on that or restructure things. So there's always something that you want to know that I help my clients with to make sure they get the right offer on the table. Mm. 
Interesting, interesting. Now, is this something that's, because it sounds like when you first started your business and you were moving things along and then you went in, you know, to get some funding and you ran into that roadblock, you prepared yourself for what you needed. And so as you prepared yourself, did you see, let me see how I can provide this same service to others. And then prior to that, what got you so heavy into the space of banking and financing? Was that something even as you was playing ball that you foreshadowed? Or is that just something that came with as you were doing business to let me do better at doing business? So first part of the question, right? Um, how did we get into it? Really, it was other colleagues that we were around, right? I'm real big on us doing business in the real world. Like, it's, it's, it's cool to do it on social, but you gotta get around people. So going to these chamber of commerce meetings, that'll take you to the golf course, that'll take you to after work events, and just networking. And when you're on projects with other companies, you talk to each other all the time. Here's what I do, here's what you do, mm -hmm. what you're doing next, is that the third. So a lot of them saw how we were moving and say, hey, listen, can I hire you on to help me with this? Because we don't mind talking about what we're short or what we're lacking. You do a SWOT analysis on yourself all the time. So you want to find somebody that's strong where you're weak so you keep this thing moving. And they saw where I was good in that area and say, hey, I'll hire you on. I don't have that. My office manager or staff can't do that as well as you do. What will it cost me to bring you on? Da, 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 da. Right? So having expertise, they brought oh, me on. I was looking for it. I'm like, shut this is cool. This will work. You know, uh, close my eyes on good faith. So I was talking about it, not knowing that's what it was going to take. Yeah. Right? And, um, you know, from the finance part of it, I never looked into getting into that. I just knew as a black business, as a minority business, the funding that's out there, getting in touch with the SBA early on and taking a lot of those free classes and going to those events, you see, okay, there's money for minority businesses. There's opportunities for us there. Well, let me learn how this thing works because I didn't grow up with civil school. Yes, my dad's family was in construction and all that. It wasn't like they carried over all this money and now we got money to roll with. So I had to figure out how this money thing worked and how it worked for these projects we were doing. So I had to master that link. You know, if I didn't, I wouldn't be talking to you now at all. Who knows where I'd be? So yeah, I had to master a lane that would take me where everything else couldn't take me. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I like that. I like that. Um, something that uh, I like to ask my guests when I have them on is, give me your perspective on personal development. And uh, yeah, just give me your perspective on personal development and some, what are some of the things that you've practiced in your own personal development? I believe in it a lot. I was introduced to the topic even, calling it personal development. Man, this was really in college. I heard about it a lot. It wasn't called personal development, it was just more self-development. It was more, you know, make sure you get your mind together away from these books, read certain things that'll take you far in life, uh, get around certain people who are in the space that you would be in. Uh, and just read as much as possible. I read a lot of history, a ton of history books, and learning about the history that they don't teach in the school here. So that's why I got my initial run in personal development, understanding who we are, the people, and that this, you know, new colonizing time frame that we're in is a smoke blip on the radar compared to where we've been throughout this whole globe. So I'm tripping on some of the small things that happen. You got to learn how to work the system to your advantage. You know what I'm saying? So. The thing about personal development now is understanding who you are, basically, and learning in the spaces that you're in. Sometimes we, we think we're better than we are, 
we've not been we haven't been exposed to anything bigger, uh, anything growing outside of our own block, our own hood, our own state, uh, and especially business. When you get outside who you are, I was able to open up my first international bank account. It was weird to see how all of that worked and how the globe saw blacks coming from the U.S. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so personal self-development for me is what areas do I know I'm not that good in or I haven't tapped into? So I listen to a ton of audiobooks, you know, uh, from everything Robert Greene has. There's so many different areas, man. I'm never in a space where I know it all. So I have to make sure I know my craft and people that are in my craft, what are they listening to? I'll never ask somebody that's maybe in personal self-development now, like most of marketing companies. I'll deal with that, and those are cool, and, and, and they work. Uh, one of my staff members was in like, Primerica, so she's deep into that, and I adore her, and I learn from what she's getting into. So personal self-development, man, it's definitely a answer we all should carry and get better every day and make sure you're getting better in multiple facets every day. So it's definitely a, a good space, uh, but make sure you're doing it for you and not for another brand or something somebody told you to do it. No, make sure you have a good knowledge of self and, and, and try to expound on that as much as possible in as many areas as you can. Okay, okay, I like that. Um, for someone just starting a business today, um, they have an idea, no matter what that business is, do you have like five key things that a person should follow when you're stepping into starting your first business? Um, five key things, five key things. First things first, whatever business you're going to find or whatever industry you want to get into, find somebody that's been in that space at least 10 to 15 years, at least not five, seven's okay. Seven, 10, right. And you want to try to mirror what that person, what that business is doing and reverse engineer that back to you. Where would I be in five years if I was following that person that's been successful in that space, been through a downturn, I think, of nature? Uh, study that market. First thing, before you do an LLC business plan, anything, study the market and follow those that have been in it. I don't care what culture they're from or whatever. What business is that in? Um, number two, and please don't do this on social media. Do it away from social. Get off of NG and all that. Follow and if, if IG and Facebook went down, yeah, got to, got to find a, find a school mentor, um, S-C-O-R-E, because if social media went down for any period of time, they did it one day, where are you going to go? Well, well, coach, my business is on social media. Well, if it went down, what is the business I going to do? Who else are you serving? Uh, number two, I would say get a, get a business plan template and answer every question on there, like write it down with an ink pen. Don't type it, write it. And then brain dump on paper. Get it all out, right? And then have somebody evaluate it. And then go ahead and write your plan out. Because you got to put strategy behind that plan, right? So you've studied your market. You've got it written. you got strategy behind it. Now it's time to go out and actually get some credentials behind your name, right? You, you're going to get the LLC, S Corp, talk to your CPA, get the right legal structure around you, okay? So that you're moving, not you as a person, but you as a business. And then whatever you are, Latino, male, African-American, female, whomever, and certify that business with that credential so that when you go do business in the business space, you're doing B2B, right? We're doing business. Those certifications, those business credentials can take you way further than you just standing there by yourself. 
doing a business as an LLC, just, just a one-off person. That'll take you into Chamber of Commerce meetings. It'll take you into procurement meetings, business-to-business -business meetings, meeting other business people. And that in and of itself is what affects the mindset of a business owner more than anything else I can do. Those okay. would be the five I would say out the gate. Okay. Now let's let's kind of, if you could, just um, let's try to simplify it a little bit when you say go get those credentials. Um, what do you mean by credentials? Outside of your S Corp and your LLC, but what are outside of that? Because me myself, I can go on um, Secretary of State, you know, register my LLC, you know, go to the IRS, get my EIN and things like that, and now I am a an entity in a sense. What are some of those credentials that I may be missing outside of having that? So when you got to LLC, you're a legally registered entity in your state, right? You got your IRS EIN number. Okay, cool. That's the, that's the start. You just bumped off. Anybody that's not a white male, right, in business, how, do, how does anybody know who you are? Secretary of State knows who you are. But there are multiple procurement and business-to-business -business databases where you need to pop up as who you are. So say I'm talking to my sisters, right? My black and Latino sisters. If you don't have that WOSB, a woman-owned small business, after the LLC, you're not popping up as who you are. So all the benefits of being a black woman-owned business or a veteran-owned business, right, all those minority categories, they're there for a reason. So I would say just off the muscle, two places you want to go. SAM.gov, which is the federal system, which a lot of banks, credit unions, grants, even business opportunities want to see if you're registered in SAM.gov on the federal side. That covers so many things, so many things. And then what state you're in, there's a state procurement database. So if I'm, color, if, if I'm a baker and in Atlanta, and uh, the Georgia Dome's got an event and they want to bring in some minority culinary bakers. Well, they're going to go to that procurement database to see who's registered. If you're not registered, they don't know who you are. Boy, I'm a baker. No, I'm, I'm, I'm over here. I got my IGP website and I'm, I'm, I'm SEO top optimizing everything else. That's great. They don't look over there. They look in their own database. So whatever state you're in, there's a database, Cobb County, Atlanta itself, uh, every state's got its own setup and there's different jurisdictions for where business is done. So if we really want to talk about business and running up a good bag consistently, you got to be where the other business people are at. So that's why I, I make a joke about IG business is, is great, but IG ain't cutting the checks, but the state of Texas is, Georgia is, and those different counties are because they have money from the federal that came on down. So we understand how this United States corporation really works to the benefit of the business owner and now the credential minority business owner. Okay, now we can talk. Now we can talk. So it's a simplified state, federal, whatever county, city you're in. Those three, at least you're covered. Now you attend those meetings with those credential bodies. You sit in the room and sit back and just let them talk to you because they're going to tell you what the city's plans are. They'll tell you where the money's going. There's no guessing, and you fall in line with what projects are in place for your business. Interesting, interesting. Now, do you think um, people shy away from that, just one, because they don't know the information, and then two, does that give them the feeling of 
it's a, that's political. That's like in the politics. So I'm not really into my local government, you know, things of that nature. I think about, I even think about myself, right? So I'm an artist and uh, one of my goals and visions is to open up an art gallery here in the city for your young inner city youth, for those that create within the city. Um, and have a gallery, have a spotlight on those local artists. But speaking to you now, I know what some of the shortcomings is in having this business already that I can point out. And it's, you don't think about being registered with your local government on anything, um, especially from someone that grew up in the inner city in area. You don't think to register, you starting a business is, the first leap of faith. So now you're saying now I have to structure and get into this blueprint in a sense to make sure my business is successful. And one of those is to make sure I am on the list in my local government area is almost speaking Chinese. Um, so how do we get people to, you know, one, know that that's where the money is and then two, not be afraid to uh, be in those rooms. It's be podcasts like this, right? Um, shout out to all brothers and sisters like yourself, man, that's putting the word out there, right? I'm over here, but I don't have your phone. I don't have that platform. So when we can make this cool, sexy, whatever you want to call it, but we can talk the same language, right? Because when we saw government, such well, raised, a lot of us raised, we think government, I ain't going there. <laughs> I want the people out of my business. Nah, bro, nah, nah. Mm. I'll let you for real, for real. I don't want the lights, none of uh I get we get it, right? And but it's like, you know, when you know better, you do better. So now it's gonna take people like myself getting on platforms like this and be like, nah, listen, this is what the government is really about. Okay, they just as gangsters, yeah, okay, but this is how business is done. And we can't be so woke that we talk about the United States Corporation and women and this and that and business credit and all these things and not talk about the essence of truly how this thing works. And actually, you want them in your business because when we realize what the government really is, like, no, they got money. They got our quote unquote reparations of, of sorts that in these businesses. So the money's there. You just have to be bank ready and understand how that process works to get that there. So, okay, let me walk you through this. The same thing you do to stand in line to get the Valenciagos and this, that, and the third, and we know how to get this and that. We know that. How did, Who taught us that? Culture got on it. We figured it out. Boom. The Jays come out. Boom. Right? PlayStation 5, Madden come out. Boom. I'm getting it. I'm downloading it before it even come out. So we know how to work it. So we how to work this system. And the funny thing about this system is it's old. It's it's coming around now, but it's so simple in and of itself. And we see how the government really works. Get your paperwork and go do your business because they actually need you to do business in that government city. So I don't say government a whole lot. I'll say, you know, on the federal side, on the on the national side, on the state side. And then you go to see man, some of these people look just like us. These procurement directors and all these managers, even some of the mayors and stuff look just like us. And they're asking for us to come in the door because they got the keys to some of this work. Actually, a lot of this work. So the same work we get on the block, use the same block to your advantage. Shucks, get with the land bank and go buy some of these blocks up. Shout out to Chris Senegal who's doing that out here in Houston. Yeah, man, you can buy a business 
on the block. You can buy the real estate in some of these businesses on the block. So when we start to get that mindset together, you're like, hold up, man. Nah, let's, let's do this thing right. And you got a CPA. You're filing your taxes right. You feel me? So now you got the people out your way because you're doing things accordingly. You're filing taxes the right way. You got the CPA on your on your on your team. And I don't trip about the IRS because the CPA can make the IRS do what they need them to do. So now the fear starts to go away when we really understand how this system works. Gotcha. Now, when should a small business start thinking about a CPA and a lawyer? Um, is it a certain uh, threshold as far as income that you're bringing into your business? Or should you walk in the gate before any sales, before any money is brought into the business, walk in with a lawyer and a CPA if you can afford it? In the off sense. the muscle. Out the gate. Off the muscle. Off the muscle, yeah. Because really, they don't cost like you think they do, right? You can hmm. go to a community college, uh, university, law department. They got a lot of pro bono work that they do. A lot. That's stuff we don't even know sometimes. That's why I, I kind of knock people that like, no, nah, college is this, college is that. No, they got a lot of resources over there that you can go get. So you can get a lawyer, um, paralegal, coming right out of law school, right? They don't charge a whole lot. And all you need is to get some simple structure going on, operating agreement, you know what I'm saying, ministry meetings and things of that nature so you can stay compliant. And it's cool to get somebody coming out of law school. They just learn. And sometimes the professor who's over the department a couple of them will give pro bono work. You know, a score mentor can give pro bono work. So you can get the legal part down. Cool. That's great. A CPA, they're not going to charge you maybe to meet one at one time. But to do the tax planning, you the little investment you do make with them will save you a hell of a lot when it comes to doing your taxes. Because it costs you way more after than up front. So they don't charge a lot up front. They're, they're not that front and heavy like that. Not at all. But you need that plan. Like I said earlier. The plan and the strategy. That's the two people you need on your team. That's your offensive and, and defensive coordinator right there. And they looking out for you more than anybody else. Because I hear a whole lot of crazy information on, on social media. Yeah. Get with them, man. Because not everybody needs the LLC. Not everybody needs an escort. Not everybody needs what they say you generally need. Now this whole trust thing is going up too. It's like, yeah, y'all giving some terrible information. Get with somebody who's licensed who can help you yeah I've, I've heard a lot about that yeah so so what is this new thing with with trust and and um this especially something i, I want to get into but i want to be able to learn it on my own do my research and you hear a lot about it um and so what is your perspective on having a business and then putting your business or having assets and putting all your assets into a trust um well, what is yeah, your thoughts trust on that it's a great thing you know, make sure you get with a state board licensed asset protection attorney, you know, because they're run by the states. Each state has their own uh, jurisdiction, if you will. And, yeah, I mean, I'm doing that with my family now. Uh, there's a young lady who I, I won't put her name out there just yet, but she is licensed in that area. And she's speaking with our family now to put the land and houses in a trust so that when certain family members pass on, we do not have to worry about going to probate court and all that kind of stuff and losing big mama's house like a lot of us do. You'll be in that trust, you'll have heirs, you'll have beneficiaries, done. That'll be wrapped up, I'm good to go. That way we can control everything and own nothing per se. There's a way you do it though. And there's no general information because there's tons of trust out there. 
and there's a lot of experts saying get that trust, that trust, and this protects it, that protects it. It's not, there's nothing that's 100% bulletproof, but there's a way you structure it according to how your thing is set up, how your life is set up, what assets you have, right? And let that asset protection attorney see what trust mechanism needs to be put in place to protect it, how you need to use it. Do that first. That. Again, it's not sexy. I don't know how to make nice. it that way, but if we can go there first, <laughs> go there first, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Find you a, 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 yeah. There's a lot of yeah. black Latino women, for sure, who are asset protection attorneys. Actually, before I got on with you, my attorney does government contracting and asset protection. Trust. That's her main thing. So, yeah, I go to her for everything. Interesting. Now, so is getting into the government contract space, is it as complex as people make it, or is it a simple thing to do as long as you have all the right credentials when you're walking in the door? Um, yeah, like, because I just think about it, and so for me, my brother, we just, well, he just started a trucking company. I've been in the last mile space of transportation uh, for probably the last four years now. So I'm pretty equipped and understand how the last mile part of it go. And so I've been helping him along with it, helping him dispatch and things of that nature. And someone came to us like, hey, once I get into government contracts, you know, to for transportation and things like that, for hauling. And we both kind of look like, mm, I don't quite know if we're ready for that. And I wouldn't even know where to start. Like, you hear this information, like, well, yeah, you got a trucking company. Once you go reach out to the government, they got government contracts for transportation. Yeah, but where do we look? How do you start? What are you, like, what are they asking for? Things of that nature before we just say, okay, that's what a bag is. Let's go this way because this is what we have to offer as a service. Um, and so, so for us, it seems complex because no one has given us enough information to walk in the door uh kind of going back to that being registered like when you mentioned it like oh man i don't need one of us is registered for neither one of our businesses um like we just now got put on to what it is to have a, a dun and brad number and so a lot of information is so left out from the neighborhood to where it's okay just starting a business is one thing and then we hear everything people coming at us oh you got this man you should do this you should do that and we've been hearing government contract a lot but it's no one is actually telling us how to go about getting the government contract for the line of work that we do. And so how can you, you know, shed some light on, is it complex or do you just got to have your ducks in a row? I'm going to say it's a little bit of both, honestly. Um, for example, I just left the Port of Houston. They're, they're doing their Port, Port Houston U, which stands for Port Houston University. And the goal there is for their diversity equity which really just means helping minorities and do business with the port because all the big boys got their contracts lined up they straight they got a whole system in there they do their thing whatever now there's more federal mandates in place that hey there's 100 million dollar contract 20 percent, 30 percent has to go to minority-owned businesses in that space and when you understand how these projects are broken down and who does what work then you can see how the government contract space will benefit you uh trucking came up a lot today I'm getting an email that will have a list of which shipping container, shipping companies, uh, not the Port of Houston themselves, but their job is to take it off the off the ship, put it on the back of an 18-wheeler, gooseneck, flatbed, or whatever, and boom, go. But there's companies that regulate the transportation. I have clients that are in trucking. So my job is to understand the system and how the system works and put them on game. Hey, are you registered accordingly uh, since we're in Houston? 
which certification does the Port of Houston take for you to do business with the port and with these other companies? And there's a whole list, but the main one is, say, the Metro Cert or the City of Houston certification. There's a certain way that they credential these businesses, right? And they do background check. Not background check, but just make sure you are a legitimate business. Um, so to answer your question, is it is complex, yes. There's a hierarchy of things, which is why you don't hear a lot of it on social, because not many people talking about it on social media actually do it. They say they do it, or they maybe got a contract, or this at the third, or they fell into one, or heard somebody got one. But I can tell by the way they give details in their posts or whatever, you're not really doing it like that. But the benefit of it is, yes, it's complex. It's just a way of doing business. They've laid out the blueprint. This is how you as a business owner can get a contract to do X, Y, and Z. So I need you to fill out this paperwork. And most of it is paperwork. Dead honest. It's paperwork. And then what's the standard operating procedures to do business this way? And really, you kind of want that anyway, because you do business this way. You're good in trucking. Let me take this good from A to B. So who's my main target client I need to work with? That's my first thing. Where y'all at? Where your trucks are at? Who you got your authority with? And how can I deliver goods for whomever? If it's flatbeds, if it's Panther Distribution, Amazon, whomever, I'm doing those um, those Sprinter vans, however you're doing it. Who am I doing business with and how do they need me to line up and do business with them? That's it. And once you get that part down, yes, the credentialing is important. It's hella important. Uh, some people may put out there you don't need to be certified to get a government contract. I'm not talking about these one-off little contracts because there's thresholds for the contracts. Under 50000 under half a million, under a million and a half, you know, you have to have certain ducks in a row. But once you understand the system of how to do work like that, man, it's... It don't take long either because you go stay in that circle and attend those meetings. Those are the masterminds you want to go to. <laughs> those are the events you want to go to because they tell you exactly how it's done. There's no, like, confusion whatsoever. So social media confuses it because it's more of a spin, bait, and switch kind of thing. But I just try to give it to you. Like, you go to my lives, I'm driving to and from the events telling you all what I'm doing. Gotcha. That's what we need. Now, on some of these events, on some of these events, are these, uh, how do you hear about them? Uh, I know you well, mentioned something them? about going down to the chambers. Like, how, would, how, how do you direct someone, you know, because for one, most people I don't even know where that is. How do I find it? You know, things of that nature. Like, some of those detailed things that, you know, you hear, you know, your network is your net worth. Get out here, shake hands and things like that. Uh, make sure you're in these rooms. But it's, where are y'all hearing about these rooms at? How do I find this room? Where are these rooms listed? Like, is it, you know, and I think because we are in the internet age, in a sense, of social media, we're looking for everything online to figure out how to get in the room. And what it sounds like is you kind of need to be bumping shoulders to know about these rooms. It's not necessarily on the computer or online. So... Uh, share some light on like where do you find these rooms? How can someone, you know, find out where these meetings are happening at? Um, yeah, you got to get out there and kiss kiss babies and shake hands and all that kind of good thing for sure. Networking is is killer. Um, kind of like how we met up. You know, we met on social right, and we started talking, and and here we are. Um, I'm gonna give you all a couple words that you can put in any Google search, any city, any state, right? If I'm in Texas, Atlanta, Florida, and I put in Florida Procurement Department, 
everybody, even your own job, you got a purchasing and procurement department. Everybody else, right? There's a couple of people, the job are to take the needs of the business and find a way to cure. I'm gonna put my head down, but I'm, <laughs> I'm writing yeah. this as you yeah. speaking. So, yeah. you know, I want you to think nah, I ain't nah, paying nah, attention to you. Obviously, right mode. Nah, it's all good. And we need to have this conversation. So there's, there's a, I'm just waiting <laughs> to this game. Uh, nah, but we need to so. So purchasing and procurement, <clears throat> everybody's company's got one. The Navy's got it. The Air Force has got it. The city's got it. Everybody's got it. Amazon, I keep saying Amazon because, you know, everybody can relate to that one. Uh, every, every company has a purchasing and procurement department. Government contracting comes in because of who they are purchasing and procuring from. The same thing happens for your local businesses as well. Same thing. So when you understand procurement, you understand government contracting. So you don't hear a lot of procurement at all. You hear GovCon and this, that, and third. But procurement is, is, is the core of it all. These rooms are, again, Google, Atlanta, or Georgia procurement department. And take your time and go over the site. It'll show you where the next events are. There's a calendar. Boom, 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 boom. Right? And then they'll tell you when the when they meet. Like in Dallas, theirs is every other month or so. Houston's the last Tuesday of the month. And when you get there, everybody's there. Metro, text dot, uh, uh, the university systems are there. All the big prime contractors are there. Everybody shows up. Because we don't understand what the word economic development really, 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 really means. That city planner and the economic development director, they're growing the economy locally in that state, in that city, et cetera, et cetera, right? So the procurement forums that they have, chambers of commerce, those are chambers. Like they, the commerce, they meet there. So procurement departments, procurement forums, and chambers of commerce, that's the two spots. Because everybody is going to intersect into one or both of those arenas. Uh, make sure you got a LinkedIn profile. Because they don't talk. They all got IG pages, but their pages ain't active. And if you don't know them, you never cross paths with them. But if you got your business and you're looking up Chamber of Commerce, Procurement, da-da-da, on LinkedIn, all the people that are connected to the Atlanta Chamber, the Atlanta Black Chamber, the uh, uh, Texas uh, Latino Chamber, all the businesses intersect. So you just looking up with all of them. LGBTQ Chamber, hit them all. Because everybody has representation in this space. And they take care of their own. And they do work together. So from barbershops on in, because guess who needs barbershops? Everybody, military, all kinds of different places. When they have these, these projects, they'll, they'll need people to go out. And there's all kinds of different things you can get into. So that's where you go. And, and, I, and I say LinkedIn because it, it, once you get connected to one, it keeps going. Like right now, we're talking about chat GPT, right? And this whole AI thing. There's a major artificial intelligence. Oh, yeah, it's massive. You got to get into it. But there's a big artificial intelligence conference in Virginia today that people on Clubhouse and all that aren't talking about. Because, again, you're not in the spaces where those things come up. So if you're looking for that and you're on LinkedIn, it'll start popping up in your feed. So LinkedIn feeds you the right stuff. So you can be on IG and doing what we're doing now. But be on LinkedIn so you can get fed the right information. And the more you follow those different organizations, it keeps feeding you. So that's the that's the answer, bro. If, if, if we did more of that, and a lot of this stuff is 
free doesn't cost much. I think the the conference was three hundred bucks. I mean, you got Booz Allen, Lockheed Martin, mm. multi billion dollar companies for three hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real. You can you can book a Southwest flight, yeah. get there at six o'clock in the morning, stay all day, come right back for less than a rack. If you want to stay overnight, you can do that too. For, I mean, mm. man, $1,000. And you've been around multi-billion dollars of business. Man, look. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's the, that's the right thing to do. And and that's so foreign to us at yeah, times. Yeah, we don't. You know, so that, you know, as we do in our business, we, we take profit out before we begin to invest back in. And then some of that investment, we don't think about it being, uh, being in the right place at the right time. We look at it more, how can I buy more product? How can I buy more equipment? Um, instead of thinking about how can I put myself in the right space? And so that's, I'm glad you shed the light on that. And for the, it could be as cheap as $1,000, which people look at it as like, man, I'm gonna have to spend all of this money to, to do these things. And how do you feel about when you hear things like paying 25, 50,000 to sit at a, a table with these millionaires and things like that does, does that strike you as like ridiculous or do you see a good cause space in that? I really talk like I want to yeah man you can talk all you yeah this like is free space uh, what I would tell people is has you lost your fucking mind <laughs> have you really lost your mind you're gonna sit at a table with people that really don't give a shit about you most of these folks that do the $50,000 thing in 20000 where are they, the, the, the people that paid the money, where are their testimonials at? And most of them that say they're millionaires, if you really mm. looked up the companies that they work for, they don't even have a millionaire on the books. So I, I think in, in some of those spaces where mm. you're going for the gimmicky millionaire, you lost your mind. Now you may say, well, Coach, well, your your programs are 25K, 50, da, da. Yeah, but there's a business is hiring me to do business development. And there are some individuals that are hire us or want to get on our mentorship. Yeah. And I say mentorship lightly because mentorship should be free, but our business development accelerator programs, right? The, the bank ready accelerator programs who I'm meeting with a banker tomorrow, by the way, these banks are endorsing what we're doing. So I would pay for that because that shows me how to buy a business, how to get into the government contracting procurement space. I'm showing you, and we have testimonials based on their successes. So I would never pay to sit with a millionaire for what I'm, the reason why I say that, you asked me earlier about the different rooms to be in. I don't have to pay much to sit with millionaires every day. These CEOs for these companies that I'm at these rooms with, I don't have to pay to be in these rooms. The the the, the Port of Houston event, a McCarthy, major developer, their VP was in the room, kicked it with us. Next weekend, we're going to be kicking it again with a lot of these guys. So I don't have to spend that kind of money to sit with the CEO. So in the real business world, right, some of this stuff is kind of like people laugh at it, to be honest, because it's like, why would you pay that much? It's almost like extortion, wow. like you're spending money to yeah. do what? Yeah. Spend that money in the business development space, which they do. They'll hire a consultant, which is what I got hired on for way back when I first started. And that's a space because you have to perform when somebody's paying twenty five, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 or more. So, yeah, to that question, man, I'm like, eh not it doesn't work that way in the traditional real business space it's kind of laughed at because what are you getting for that it doesn't make sense like you want to sit with jay-z or you want to you know it's like 
Mm, yeah, I mean the network does. Yeah, yeah, and and I've been seeing a, I've been seeing a lot of it. So just to listen to you, you know, just break down some things like you said, and it can cost you, you know, little as thousand dollars to be in the room with the the ideal people you need to be in the room with for whatever your business is tailor made. And I think with a lot of these, you know, social media millionaires in a sense. Um, what they're promoting aren't, it isn't a target for each for a particular industry. It's, it's almost just broad. Like, come sit with us, and it's like, well, yeah, but you may not be in my space. So, what would be the need for me to sit at your table and you're not in my space? Uh, and a lot of times, it, you just get a lot of different mixture of, of business owners and CEOs, but it's not tailor made to what you may be looking for and so kind of what you're going on saying is you can find something tailor-made to you and you can get in these rooms for as little as a thousand dollars it really just takes effort is what it sounds like more than the right strategy man and and it's like yes you have to want for more and i think for us as a culture we have to know it's even out there because there's folks i talk to about buying an existing business Mm -hmm. and getting into these spaces and they're like man this is like alien nation i don't what, what, are you, what are you talking about? So I try to go live and be realistic about this is what I'm doing. This is where business is at. And they want, like, yes, I want the millions. I want the business. Okay, here's where it's at. Go here, go there. Do this, do that, and call me later. I just push them. Like, just go over there. Just just, just go. It might be a little scary, but don't say nothing. Don't ask no questions. Oh, I, do I have to talk? No. I tell them, sit in the back of the room and just sit down and listen. And you'll see how it happens, and they're like, "Whoa, wait, hold, hold on, really? That's that's all I got to do." Like, yeah, that's that's really it. I said, "We got more swag and, and genius than you believe," and that's all you got to do, man. This is not as hard. Mm. You just have to be open to this way of doing business, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to take something else that you have here. Like I said, I've been swimming through your. Uh, social media page here and you got a lot of information man uh, and, it, and it's real helpful information and so I just want to kind of pull from it and let you be able to answer it live here right now um, and so you mentioned uh, some things you can use to manage your time as a busy entrepreneur uh, and so I just kind of wanted you to share a little bit on that especially for your uh, beginner entrepreneur in how to manage your time. What are just give me two things. We don't have to get into the four that you yeah, and then it's funny because the more I get into it, I won't say my answer changes, but it gets a little bit more concrete. I mean, I did write a book on time management. I think it's a hell of a book. The stuff that's in the book is really practical. I got people that will send me they had Kinkos making copies, you know, and highlighting it and everything. It's like a like a manual for life. And uh, there's principles in that book that help you mm. manage your time, help you stay disciplined. Um, I mean, I would say start there, honestly. Shameless plug, go get the book. You know, it's like 30 bucks or whatever, and I got free resources on, on the time, uh, cheat sheets and things of that nature. Uh, time, What's the name time of the book? Time Management for Entrepreneurs. It's a blue and black book. Yep, yep. Time Management. We got like two free resources okay. that go with it. Okay. I made sure when, when I post this, I no put that on there. Yeah, okay. man. It's, it's, and it's nice. a, a reasonably easy read. Like I said, and, and the, the principles in the book help you manage time better. Because we aren't really taught that. There's some classes for it, but you got to really get into it. And that's why I made, did time management for entrepreneurs. 
there's a Eisenhower matrix that's part of most business schools, but I pull that in there to where everything that crosses our desk don't need to be addressed. Your your nine one one ain't my emergency. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So the 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 art of saying no is something we really need to do. And 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 at the end of the day, get a, a calendar, right? I don't want to talk about something I don't do. So I'm gonna buy me a new calendar for 2023. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, and I'm I'm filling it out. I'll, I'll put on there. I got my phone, but it's to write it out so you can see it. And put you first, your health, your gym yeah. time, daytime, whatever, and structure your life around you and the needs of your business. And only take on what you can take on. Yes, we're gonna get stressed out. A lot happens. I get stressed even been doing this for this long. But if you just manage and stay disciplined to that routine and that schedule that you put in place for what you and your market research and your business plan put out there, take that book and implement that. Keep it simple. But sometimes we overcomplicate things. We do too much. This is a fact. This is a fact. Um, I like that you have something that you do. Uh, I, I, you do Mindset Mondays. Uh, and, and mindset is something that I, I talk about with a lot of my guests that I have on and just even my everyday friends and things like that. Just setting your mind on a pure intention. Um, tell me a little bit about how did you develop this understanding of mindset? Where did it start and how helpful has it it's been everything. just throughout your career? Everything life? goes around. I call it Mindset Monday because it's kind of a catchy term, right? But on Sunday you know, before the work week starts. I want to look at where I'm at, where my schedule's at, and foresee what's going on. And put my mind into a, a place, okay, here's what we got to get done. And it's on purpose because I got to get this done for a reason. Here's what we did last week, this is what I'm planning on doing. Are we on goal? Are we on target? Oh, okay, cool. And, and, and get focused on, all right, got, a, got gym day, legs, chest, back, shoulder, whatever, cardio, is that the third, you know, so-and-so got appointment. So I want to get myself in that space to where I don't want to second guess nothing. I want to just hit it. And Monday is a good place to start with that. So if I'm talking to an audience, you know, my followers and whatnot, so it's, it's, it's your mind where it needs to be, right? I'm good. Top of the week. Don't trip. Don't go to Because a lot of people really where it came, came from in the corporate world, people are more depressed on a Monday than they are on Friday. I don't want to go to work. Oh, I'm dead, tired, and driving, you know tripping right and it's like nah you get to go to work yeah but use that work <laughs> yeah. and that secure paycheck per se to help you learn and be a better you so when i'm riding to work on a monday like man i could be on a bridge right t city i could be stressing about not having no money for these bills it could be something mm. else so utilize the structure that you go into podcast your way to work this that and the third and grow yourself over time yeah. You can mentally set yourself up to know that part. You ain't tripping about the job. Nobody over I'm angry. Nobody at work pissed me off today because they ain't giving me that kind of power. My mind is something else. I ain't got time for the cool to talk. All this, that, this, that. No, no. Because you're taking away your energy. So if we set our mind, you know, out of the heart and mouth space, yeah. it's really here. I really want us to get into the heart space so that the mind is almost on cruise control. If you can control that within here, I get. I'm reading a book now, and I think it's one of the more prominent books that I mm. think we spent a hand on that really mm. helps with that. Uh, Robert Greene, The Laws of Human Nature. And here in the autumn, I read a book already, but Robert Greene, The Laws of Human Nature, 
talks about one thing that just stood out is like we can't let what other people do affect how we do. Okay. Because you may have some other stuff going on. You got triggered. Now I'm making that like it's personal. Nah, you know, you want to do that, that's cool, but I can't let that come on like that. Because I'm on a mission to get this stuff done over here. So that's that's why I really do that thing, really, you know, to, 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 to set us up to be over here. And you got to control that space, man. You don't let somebody else control that shit for you. Nice, nice. I like that. And you're absolutely right, man. I mean, it's something that people battle with every day. It's just letting people in your space. Like, not just having a space to just clear your own mind and have your own thoughts. Um, it's like waking up in the morning and the first thing you do is grab your phone. And that's a practice that I had to break uh, coming into this year. Like, when the year started, I told myself, when I wake up, first thing I'm going to do is pray. And then after that, read a book. Just get a chapter in, write down. Uh, I've been doing, I've been journaling since the year started. So I've been writing down like just as many things as I'm thankful for, just to kind of just stay in that space. And then I go ahead and start my day, you know, get into work, do whatever it is I got to do for the day, and then let the day come to me. And since I've been doing that, I found my days to be a breeze. Like it's been easy to coast through no matter what else is going on because work is going to be work. Every, all that stuff is still going to be what it is, um, kind of like what you're saying, but just to be thankful that I can get in my car, I can go somewhere, I can make the money I'm making, and I can be okay with it. And it's been a breeze. It's been such a breeze to get through just because I've put my intentions on setting my day a certain way. Um, and I've been telling some of my boys, like, hey, man, when you get up, something I've been doing is just journal, man, just write down, which sounds crazy. It's like, eh. But you'd be surprised. Like, man, just write down your thoughts. Write down what you're thankful for, what you're glad, any, whatever it is. Just write it down, even if you just write five things, and then leave, you know, start your day that way. Um, versus as soon as you get up, you're looking at the messages from last night, the emails, the social media likes, and all your notifications. And then that just swarms your, it just wraps your mind around a whole nother reality outside of yourself. Uh, and so that's just something that I've been starting and it's, I've, I've seen the change and the improvement throughout my days. And so, you know, it's good. For, you know, I just want you to share that. When I seen it, I was like, man, to hear that and to see that more of, especially for our community, for black men, is that we don't, that mindset, I know for me, I haven't heard it. I, I didn't hear it until I was an adult. It wasn't something that was showed to me throughout high school and coming up like that was, Literally, at, in my mid-20s, was just like, man, you have to get your mind right. And we hear that part, like, get your mind right. But you don't, nobody explains that. It's just like, man, get your mind right. And it's like, yeah. huh? Um, and so now I understand what that means uh, more. Is okay, let me set my mind on what pure intention I want for the day mm -hmm. and state mm -hmm. it. I agree. So that's, that's interesting, man. Um, and so something I do not know anything about and I didn't watch the video is, can you tell the people what is SWOT, SWAT? Yeah, well, it's not SWAT, yeah. but. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it, it's a core principle in business. Um, it's, it's a thing that you should probably do once a month. Uh, some people think it's kind of harsh okay. when I do it once a month. Maybe, oh, maybe once a quarter, but. Uh, SWOT is is a SWOT analysis. Uh, it shows the strengths of your business, 
the weaknesses of your business, what opportunities are out there, and what could threaten your business, right? And the reason why I say do it every mm. month because you want to see, okay, am I moving? You got to do a heavy analysis. But if if we go through Q1, 2, 3, and 4, you're only doing it four times a year. So you want to catch it before anything changes. Your strengths may always be there. Okay, I'm focused on my strengths. I'm good. Am I good? Am I good? Okay, cool. Boom, boom. What am I weak at? And what am I striving to do to make the weakness a, a strength, or at least I can bring somebody in that I can collab with that is strong where I'm weak? Am I constantly looking for that? Am I evaluating that every 30 days? How's that looking? So I can I don't, I don't want to stand on one arm the whole time. Let me balance this thing out. Uh, opportunities, I mean, on the weekly, honestly. What opportunities are out there? The events that I go to, the meetings I go to, those are all opportunities. And opportunities come from all those opportunities. So I can't chase everything. So my core mission and vision for the company, okay, and my own task for that, are these 10 business cards out of these 10, which ones help me get there best? And I follow everybody else. Okay. Nice. Uh, and the threats, we got to be honest, what could threaten you? You know, another big player could buy you out, squash you out, corner you out. Um, you know, your lack of certain things. I'm going to just say we talked about it earlier. You know, us not understanding business like that. That's a threat. And it's and it's, it's a mounting threat against us to not be in the right spaces. Uh, so your business, are you doing business with the right people? Because uh, a threat could be you doing business with the wrong people. Uh, a threat is like mm. thinking that, on social media, someone's talking government contracting, but the only thing you see is them talking behind a microphone. You don't see them actually out there doing the work. Uh, that's a threat because if you jump out there, you think that's a strength. And your weakness is you don't have that. The opportunity is let me work with this person. But technically, it's smoke and mirrors. So that you can put a SWOT analysis to almost anything, but mainly it's meant to cover for a, a certain business model. You know, uh, I won't say what my weaknesses are on air because got competition out there but I know what that <laughs> is and I make sure I've got the right people yeah. around me and the right systems in place to help me because you can't be strong everywhere so it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you you got a weakness it just means that you're weak in that area so let me make sure I got something to prop me up there so yeah that's that's what a SWOT analysis is nice for. nice 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 I like that I like that I definitely want to share that with my people like how you break that down um, this, this is the man right here. This is the man right here. Business development. I hope y'all tapping in and, and, and getting right with this guy here. Um, another thing is something I, another video I didn't watch, but I wanted to get around to, and, and maybe you can name for us what are five grants you should apply for today? Uh, first and foremost, make sure your business is registered with SAM.gov because SAM.gov controls grants.gov, and that's where all the money comes from. And mm. I'm noticing even more so now mm. than when I even did that video. I think 80% of the applications we've looked at, they're all asking, are you registered in SAM.gov to get the grant money? Mm. Uh, a lot of these grants are very cyclical, so I don't point for one in particular. I just make sure that you're with the SBA, right? Uh, you're with the um, Minority Business Development Agency. Right. Those are two big organizations that cover a lot of grants out there. Uh, getting with your local city, the local areas, uh, they've got a lot of grant money from 
the CARES Act from um, a lot of these CDFIs or credit unions, they have access to capital. Mm -hmm. So the local municipalities know where the grants are at. Okay. Uh, community gotcha. development corporations, they know where the grants are at. So for me, it's kind of like, let me make everything a funnel. And instead of getting at the bottom of the funnel, what is out of it, let me kind of be a sniper rifle and go after the main organizations that have access to what I need. And then I tell them what my business is. That's what, they, that's what they're there for. And then they'll tell me which grants to go after, what grants are out there. Should I get a grant writer to write a grant for my business? Can I get some startup grants? Da, 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 da. So that'll open up a lot of opportunities for you. Nice. Nice. Now, um, and, and piggybacking off of what you said, do you think it's important uh, when you are going out for certain grants to have a grant writer, or is that something someone can um, take on themselves? Some of these grants are, well, there's grants you can just fill out an application for, and based on the criteria in the industry, or just if you're a startup or whatever, you can apply for those and get it. That's, that's, that's one thing. You don't need anybody for that, because you're not writing the grant out. Now, if you're pursuing a grant that needs a grant writer, and it'll say, you know, this gotcha. is the Firestone man or um, you know certain grants that you actually have to build out for those are more those are larger grants that are uh, we can use over the course of a year or two you need a grant writer because you're around a proposal things of that nature I wouldn't do it on my own I know what I'm doing I would get a professional grant writer who's doing this thing on the daily they know what you're doing nice. they know what they're doing to get it done for you yeah without a doubt Nice, nice, nice. Um, and so with everything that you're doing, uh, Coach, would you say you are um, yeah. kind of living out because, your purpose? Because uh, there's many days like, I want to give it up. This is your purpose It'll get me, and I can easily get a contract or two. I'll let you. I'll be, ha I'll be home right now. Yeah, yeah. Many days I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, 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 I'm done. Peace. I can get a contract <laughs> and coast a little bit, to be honest. Um but definitely, I think, you know, what I've been through in life, what I've learned in business, um, I've been gifted to teach. I don't I don't like doing it, to be honest. I'm not like a fan of podcasts. I'm going to talk to people. Eh, I go play, play games, go to the gym, off to myself. I'm just, yeah, that's, that's me away from this. But, you know, God's got me in a position where I can teach this stuff. I've been through it. I know it. Uh, I know the real from the fake. You feel me? Uh, I can talk to our people like they need to be talked to. You know what I'm saying? So, especially our women and our veterans, two hardest working, most underserved populations out there, period. And I understand how to get you where you need to be. So definitely in my purpose, because it's taking me places I didn't think I'd be, honestly. So yeah, man. Hmm. Nice, nice, nice. You, you, keep, you keep doing what you're doing, man, providing the information and the resources. Uh, to the people out there, especially for people like me, for the younger cats. I'm 37. Okay. And so, you know, for me to be able to talk to my nephews who's 18 and 23 and some of their friends to show them, you know, yeah, you can play around with your 20s. I know a lot of people say, you know, don't take things too serious in your 20s. But I find that you should take things serious enough in your 20s to get a little ahead of the curve um, and understand some of these things that's out here for you before you get into your mid-30s, and now you playing catch-up. Um, so for our community, I believe it should start uh, while, they're in their young, while they're young and in their youth, like 
it's like coming out of college going to play ball, right? You're not going to come out and, and try to go into the league in your 30s. You're going to go when you're at your prime time of energy. And so uh, I like to give them this information while they're in their prime to be able to show them a little bit of focus. Uh, I find that to be one of the things in the youth is yeah. it's so much going on that it's hard for them to just stay focused. And so to give them information to say, hey, look, you know, the chances of you being a star rapper, a star athlete is like hitting a lottery. It's possible, right? I believe in the law of attraction. You can attract it to you. Um, but there's also some other things out there that you can attract to you that can make, you know, that the odds are in your favor a lot better than what it is if you trying to go after just what's your pure talent and to be able to repurpose some of that talent in the youth. And so I like to, you know, connect with OGs like yourself and learn a little bit so then I can take it, do my research and development on it, and then bring it back uh, to the young ones that's underneath me who they think I didn't hit it, right? They think I didn't, I didn't made it big, I'm out here, and it's like, man, only if you knew. <laughs> like, boy, I'm, I'm trying to get to the promised land. I ain't got there yet, you know, so... Being that I'm somewhat of an inspiration to them, I try to at least give them, you know, good information at the same time. Yeah, so I definitely appreciate everything you're doing, man. Um, now, I have a section on the show, kind of lighten it up a little bit, something fun. And so this is a section where I call Pick Your Vision. And I just give you a multiple choice, either pick this or that, just something fun to do. Um, so I'm going to give you a couple questions and you let me know which one you would rather. Sounds cool. All right. Rewind would be bad. Coach, pick your vision. What would you rather? Have a pause button in life or a rewind button? Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't pause right now. No, I don't pause right now at all. So rewind after. Now, I don't know if you can take everything back with you, but you can, if you got a good memory, I guess it'll work out for you. I love it. Listen. Fame and fortune, you can go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pick your vision. What would you rather? Have fame and fortune or love and wisdom? Hmm. All small. Yeah. You can take that. Uh, I had an idea for one big goal. And uh, pick your so vision. The one thing I missed what would you rather accomplish on your small goals and or I achieve have one big goal? Early now, so early thirties, so okay, that didn't work. Hmm. You should have been focused on a couple. Why all the small ones? Um, you know, some people say, "No, nah, you need to have a plan." A. Okay, I have a plan. A. These goals I need to hit. I need to have these market clients set in the third. It's what I want to get. Not these small ones hmm. out. Keep that flowing. Those seven streams of income that we talk about, those are behind those streams. But it's ain't the one main vision, of course. But I got those smaller goals I want to keep hitting. Because I hit one big one, and I'm going to get to that big goal. No, my small ones. Because those, those things change after time. They do change. That's all. Yeah. I'm going to telephone. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to mm. Nice. Internet, I don't know how we don't, I don't know how we move. I mean, we we we, we wouldn't right. grow, okay. you know, because internet okay. took us okay. to where we are now. Um, Coach, pick your you vision. Know, what would you rather, the world without the internet or the world without the different telephone. apps that are out here? So we figure out a way to communicate, you know, 
But uh, yeah, take the phone. Without the telephone. That's tough. That's a rewind. Okay. <laughs> and a major pause. <laughs> we ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. Earn it. Hands hand over fist. Earn it. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually laugh on that because how can you flip something? <laughs> sure. If I learn how to make it, okay, okay, I can turn. Pick your vision, take one, turn to fifty, fifty, turn one into one million dollars, or earn one million dollars to make the one. So the same energy for one million is a hundred million. Honestly, it's just a movement of a, of a yeah. decimal, some policies, I, I some that. movement, staff. I do get some people say, but just if you ain't never learned, it's like giving you. How you know the difference between a ten dollar bill and a million dollars? It's more of it, but. You didn't earn it, so how you know you're going to flip it? Yeah. Mm. That's crazy. Mm. You actually need the future for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm thinking if I manipulate the past... I don't know what that future is going to look like, but I know good where one. I'm at now, good and I wouldn't mind uh, manipulating the two more for you. I could slow things down. Uh, if I pick your to. vision. What would you rather? Control manipulate the past or manipulate oh, yeah. the future? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a little different than the pause and the rewind. <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. So, because I know what his crazy is like, okay. and I've seen okay. Kanye's crazy. Uh, and the last and one I don't know if he know where he's going. But thing. I know I like Trump gonna make that business thing pop. Reaction. So his crazy uh, has so worked out pretty campaign decent for those year, business. So we will be choosing our next president. Hey, I'll run with so let's just Trump. happen uh, to say uh, I know who we are left with on one side is Kanye West, and on the other side is Donald Trump. So let's go. Which would you rather be your president? Yeah. <laughs> for sure for sure now um, my my thing is man make sure that whoever you're following whatever you're following you know yeah shout out to big dream i mean you know dream big nice, nice it's it's nice, definitely nice. a place you want well, to coach, stay man i uh, appreciate follow you having people, on you can, it's, uh before we close out is there anything any last they, words you want to leave you know, with the follow people, what they've done and then uh, let them know your handle where at. they can find you, you on, know, on social media recessionary time we're in scams get real high so the marketing's a beast right now and i and i, I hear people's horror stories you know what i'm saying so my my big thing especially now in this february black history month that we're in follow people that have been doing things for a minute it can give you context clues to their success to help you with your success and, and and save yourself some time we don't have time to waste right now as a people we ain't got time to be going backwards and, and spinning our wheels on what looks good you feel me so follow that man if it's not me others that, that are really doing this thing there's a lot of us that are you know what i'm saying follow that advice and, and and collapse that time window for yourself and really make it happen uh i'm on ig coach john austin uh, same thing on LinkedIn, uh, thecoachaustin.com, T-H-E, coachaustin.com is my website. Everything we have is there. We try to make that site one hub 
for everything that we do. So we got a news ticker on there, a whole forum. We got free grants on the website too. So check that out. You feel me? We got a class on the 23rd teaching about the certifications and whatnot. Myself and my staff will be teaching. So love everybody to pull up on that, man. Nice, 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 nice. Well, this is your host, Jimmy Doe. This is the Dream Big Podcast. This was an amazing conversation with the coach, John Austin. I'm going to get it right this time. Get it right. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, you, man. And keep doing everything that you're doing for the community. I make sure I continue to send people your way. Uh, Definitely pick up your book. I'm going to pick up your book. So you said it's the entrepreneur, I mean, the time management for entrepreneur. Is that what it's called? Exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so make sure I pick up your book, man. For everyone that's listening, you make sure you pick up the man's book. He has some, some great wisdom in there, as you can see, uh, some great information. He's someone that's been in his space doing it for the last 17 years and counting. Um, so, yeah, make sure y'all tap in with the young, I'm going to call him the young coach, John Austin. Yeah, young man, young man. You know, you got the salt and pepper oh, yeah, beard, right. but, you know, he's a young man. Young Don't man. let it fool you. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Uh-